A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When evening came, the disciples of Jesus went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea rose because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near to the boat. They were frightened, but he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. The Gospel of the Lord. It's maybe not so immediately obvious why the two readings are linked together today. You have, from the Acts of the Apostles, the beginning of the ministry of the diaconate, which is you have the ordination of the first deacons in the church. Um, and this comes about because of an issue that had arisen, which was that there were some uh, widows, particularly the widows of the Hellenists, that were being neglected in the daily distribution. And so this is obviously a good uh, ministry, a ministry of charity, but not at the neglect of the ministry of the Word. And so this is what the disciples now and the apostles have to decide, because the ministry of the Word sits in a super important uh, place, if you will, in kind of like this place um, of, of dignity with regards to the other ministries, because the faith can only be received if, if it is preached and heard, right? So it is the fundamental principle ministry. Um, of the faith. It carries with it that particular dignity. And so um, that's what they ask themselves, is we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word, these foundational ministries, so that these other ministries of charity can also continue to be carried on and the one doesn't interrupt the other. And so it is this devotion to prayer and to the Word that is held in the most importance. And so it's beautiful to see here as well in Tyburn that that ministry of prayer continues perpetually, and that also that ministry to the Word in terms of its meditation and contemplation, specifically through the liturgy of the hours, is also carried out. And so you have here a fundamental works being done for the church. And so it is this importance that we then uh, can look at into the gospel today, because we can see that at the end of the first reading, and the Word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. So because they continue this work of prayer and the ministry to the Word, what is that ministry to the Word for them? It is the contemplation of it and also the proclamation of the Word with understanding and with insight. And so that others can understand the Word, receive it, and believe. And so because they dedicate themselves to this work, the number of believers increases. And so what we see then in the Gospel today, which sits between the multiplication of the loaves and also the Lord's teaching on the Eucharist in Capernaum, this crossing of the sea sits in between those two teachings. So it has, in a certain sense, Eucharistic ties, if you will, to the multiplication of the loaves and also to the teaching on the Eucharist that the Lord will give um, when he arrives in Capernaum. 
And so what has happened is, is that the people want to make the Lord king, and so he leaves, he departs from them because he does not want an earthly kingdom. He is the king himself. Any other king is only a king because they are kingly by participation in him. He does not lead, need uh, to be, have a kingdom conferred on him by men when he has a kingdom from his father, right? So he has no desire for earthly kingdoms. He is coming to bring his own kingdom. And so he flees from this type of, uh, this type of movement that is happening around him, and he goes up to pray in the mountains, that fundamental work that he is teaching his church. And the disciples, it says, they go down to the boat, and they get in the boat, and they start to cross. But it says specifically that the, the Lord has not yet rejoined them. He's not yet with them. And so a lot of the church fathers, they have some very profound insights on this, and they say that look at what happens when the presence of the Lord is no longer with his apostles. What happens is they move, if you will, from the security and the firm foundation of the mountain, and they step out onto the instability, if you will, of the sea. And so things become less firm, less stable, when the presence of Christ is not with us. But what is also interesting is that when the Lord is not with them, we can see it also begins to become dark. In the scriptures, very often what the Lord permits exteriorly to happen, and at different times of the day, is to teach about what happens interiorly. And so as the Lord withdraws, the light himself moves away from them, so they enter into darkness, into instability, into a time of trial and difficulty as the wind and the seas increase in their agitation. And then they begin to try to work themselves, it says, when they had rowed about three or four miles. Remember, the Lord's not with them. So they're trying to work by their own power, trying to accomplish things that we cannot do. And they have not yet reached the destination. It says, then they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near to the boat. And they were terrified. <laughs> they're terrified of him. In Mark's gospel, it says they thought he was a ghost. They thought it was a spirit coming to them. And then the Lord proclaims these beautiful words to them, and I think this is what ties it together with the first reading. He simply speaks to them, and everything is brought back to peace, in their interior and also in the exterior. He says, it is I, or in the Greek, it is the ego emi, the I am, right? The I am proclamation. Do not be afraid. St. Thomas Aquinas has a very profound insight. He says, in this one statement, the Lord directs the first section of the statement to their intellect and to their minds because he wants to bring their minds and their intellect to peace. And so he says, I am, the fullness of the proclamation of who God is, the I am statement. And this is to bring their minds back to belief from unbelief, back to calmness from terror. And then he addresses that last statement, the last section, to their emotions and to their will. It is an imperative statement, do not be afraid, meaning it is a command to their wills, but also do not be afraid. It is a command also to their emotions. And so what the Lord is doing by his word is he is addressing the whole of their interior and he is bringing all of their interior to peace and he is casting out fear and he will put in love because as soon as they have received these words, it says, then they were glad to take him into the boat. 
all of a sudden the fear has gone and rejoicing fills them. St. Thomas says there are multiple miracles that happen here. One is that the Lord walks on water. The other is that he so simply brings them to peace. And lastly, that they also immediately land at the place to which they were going. St. Thomas says that that is a miracle that the Lord works as well. And I think he's right. I think what the Lord is showing here is that we cannot reach the destination without him. But also is that he is the destination in a very real sense. He is the place we are going. He is what our hearts desire. He is the one that we long for. And when we have found Jesus, we have arrived at the place that we are going. We have arrived at the destination. And so all of this we see, the very beauty and the power of the presence of Jesus Christ and the power of his word. And that is why when we spend time in Eucharistic adoration, we are in this same powerful presence. And when we read his scriptures and when we read the breviary and pray the hours, we take these same powerful words into our mind, into our will, into our emotions, and we allow them to sanctify us. This is in part the ministry of the word, not its completion because we also have to proclaim it to others. But this prayer and this ministry of the word is what we are all called to according to different degrees. And the most powerful place in which we can pray with the word is in the presence of the one who speaks it, God himself, Jesus the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Amen.